And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. So many times you can read the same scripture over and over again, but then have you ever had those books where you open them up and the picture comes out 3D? And then when that happens, I'm like, oh God, that's it. Okay. So Jim and John, two men, sounds like the sub place, Jimmy John's, right? Two men, Jim and John, they're walking their dogs and they pass by a restaurant. Have you ever passed by a restaurant and you smell something good inside? Mmm. Something good. Well, they smelled something good, but they were walking their dogs. And they're like, man, I want to get something to eat. And they're like, yeah, but there's a sign. No pets allowed. Oh, that sign? Jim said, no problem. Watch this. So he took out a pair of dark sunglasses, put them on, and just walked in the restaurant. And of course, the hostess said, sir, 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 I'm sorry. There are no pets allowed in the restaurant. There's a sign. And he said, this is my seeing eye dog. And the hostess looked down and said, sir, that's a Doberman pincher. (laughs) Who uses a Doberman pincher as a seeing eye dog? And Jim said, you must not have heard. This is the latest type of seeing eye dog. They do a very good job. So... The hostess kind of shrugged their shoulders and in goes Jim. So John's like, okay, puts on a pair of dark sunglasses and, and he has a chihuahua. So he <laughs> puts on his dark sunglasses and, and begins to walk into the restaurant. And uh, before he can even open his mouth, the hostess says, don't tell me a chihuahua. It's the latest seeing eye dog, right? And John doesn't miss a beat. He responds angrily, what? You mean they gave me a chihuahua? (laughs) Thinking on the fly, right? And as Jesus passed by, that Jesus passed by, you know that it's interesting as we find in the Word of God and as you look in, and I'm, I'm thankful to have read the Word of God more than once, you find that when Jesus passed by, it was not a coincidence. That when Jesus passed by, it wasn't a casual uh, occurrence. But then when Jesus passed by, he did three things when Jesus passed by. We want to look at three things this morning that hopefully will be a blessing to you in your life, realizing that when God passes by your life, three things are going to happen. So when Jesus passes by, first thing that happens is he challenges you. He challenges your thinking. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6 and verse 48... The disciples were in a storm and they were rowing a boat. And the Bible said, when he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea and would have passed by them. You know that when Jesus was walking on the water, he was just kind of like walking by the boat. Well, what happened? He challenged their thinking and they said, it's a spirit. And he said, be of good cheer. It is I. And he said, be not afraid. And then one of the disciples, Peter said, man, if it's really you, and I'm paraphrasing, ask me, command me, call me to come and do what? Walk on the water. I heard a, I read a bumper sticker. It said, next time you think you're perfect, try walking on water. Look, Peter wasn't perfect. 
but he walked on the water. We're not talking about perfection, but we're talking about Jesus passing by. He'll challenge your thinking. So that's the first thing we're going to talk about. And the second was really a part and parcel. When Jesus passes by, he'll call you. He'll call you. The Bible says in Mark chapter 2 and verse 14, Jesus, and as he passed by, Mark chapter 2 and verse 14, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, collecting taxes, right? And said unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. So Jesus will call us when he passes by. And the last thing Jesus will do when he passes by He'll change us if we'll let him. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 20 and beginning in verse 30, and behold, the two blind men sitting by the wayside when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the Bible said that people tried to get him to hush up, but they cried out the more. And then Jesus asked, what can I do for you? And they said, Lord, that we might have our eyes opened. And Jesus had compassion on them, touched their eyes, and their eyes immediately received sight, and they followed him. So Jesus will challenge us. Jesus will call us, and Jesus will change us. And as Jesus passed by, these things are going to happen to you. It's good to know because, you see, you want to know how God works. All you have to do is read the Word of God and look at the pattern. There's patterns in the Word of God. And my mom, we can talk about her because she's here, right? We used to go to some very uncomfortable stores, okay? Fabric stores. Now I opt out, okay? It's like, I can opt out. I'll just let my wife go in there and I'll sit outside and put razor blades under my fingernails and I'd be happier, right? But when I was a kid, you had to go where your mom went, right? And so we went into these patterns and, and they, my mom would actually make some of our clothes. So this store actually had patterns and you could put this pattern and I don't know if you still have some of those, mom, but she would put this pattern on a piece of fabric and you could trace around it and I'd never have done this to any kind of degree, but you can put it on anything and make The same thing. You know, the same thing happens in the Word of God. There are so many patterns in God's pattern store. So when you're around Jesus, guess what? He's going to go in the pattern store. When you read the Word of God, you're going to see these patterns over and over again in the Word of God. You know, I'm thankful for God's mercy. And that's what we want to look at first. You see that the first thing God does is He challenged the thinking of His disciples. When Jesus comes around, that's what He does. Have you ever had your mind like made up this is the way that it is like some men they have cement heads you know what a cement head is i have one sometimes you don't have to say amen sister because like that was his wife she said that you know some men have they're all mixed up and thoroughly set just like cement but they're wrong now, I'm not, against, I'm not against men or against women, but sometimes we just have a certain way of thinking. So Jesus passed by. He sees a man blind from his birth. The Bible doesn't say how that they knew that. Now, God knows the real situation, but what I'm saying is that the disciples said, who did sin? Whose fault is it that this man was born blind? Was it him that sinned? Or were, was it his parents that sinned? Obviously, it's one of the other, Jesus. So I don't know how they knew. Maybe the man was well-known. Maybe he had a sign. 
Uh, maybe he was always on that corner and everybody knew his backstory. But regardless, there was the thinking. And you know, sometimes we really like to play the blame game. It's like, you know what? This country's messed up. Whose fault is it? I'll tell you. Just like that crazy man, look in the mirror. It's your fault. <laughs> you know that our country doesn't change with the politicians. Our country changes with us. You know, that if we want to change our country, we need to be the change that our country needs. But you see, the blame game is what the disciples played. They say, well, it's obviously his fault or his parents' fault. You know what kind of thinking that is? It's like karma. They were talking about like Eastern religions. They means like if you mess up in your life, then the next, you know, time that you're reincarnated as a snail. You're, you know, something that you reproduce is got judgment on it. That's not how God works, okay? You see, fundamentally, I think the disciples did not know the fundamental character of the God that they were walking next to. You see, what they really were saying, because they knew that Jesus is the Son of God, they were really saying, why did you do this to them, Jesus? What did they do wrong that you cursed their life of their son by making him blind? You know, that that's not why you have imperfections in people's body. That's not why you have uh, diagnosed blindness or different things. Uh, you know, the, the fall of mankind produced mutations and different things. The, 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 the prince and the power of the air, the devil. You know, when Job faced things, he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He didn't know that it wasn't God. If we, we can read the book of Job, that was the devil. The devil was the one afflicting Job, not God, but he thought it was a certain way. And you know that maybe the man, the blind man had an accident. Maybe he, uh, you know, uh, something happened to him uh, through, through stress or got a disease, but it wasn't because of sin. You see, that's not how God works. You see, one thing about God, and I found out the word of God shares this, that Jesus Christ has grace. The fundamental character of God is grace. And if someone goes to hell, it's not because God wants it. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. It's because they, they stop and they go by every sign and every opportunity that Jesus says, you don't have to. I've already paid the price for sin on the cross. Stop, repent, turn. Like these two men, they had this big sign on, a, on, a, on, the, you know, on the big road at night. There was a curve. And it said, the end is near. Turn around now. And you know, a guy in a big pickup truck stood out and put his fist out and said, I don't want to hear about any of your hellfire and brimstone religion. I don't need to serve God. I'm doing just fine. And then spun out and spun gravel all over the guys. Went around the corner at a high rate of speed. And one man looked at the other one and said, I don't think this is working. He said, yeah, you're right. We should have just wrote bridge out. <laughs> but you see... That when Jesus comes around, it's not to judge us. The Bible said he didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And he wanted to show his disciples, that's not why I came here. Jesus never talked about the source of the man's problem, did he? I'm not, I don't really need to know the source. I just need to know how to fix it. Amen? When you dump a puzzle out, you don't say, hmm, how did all these pieces get disconnected? No, you put them together, right? When, and that's exactly when we come to Jesus. He's like, man, you've got a thousand pieces. You've got a big mess. He said, look, give me the pieces. I'll put them back together. And I'll glue them back so you never take them apart again. God will take care of us. You see, God wants to give us blessings. 
You ever read that blessing in the Old Testament in Numbers? The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and do what? Give thee peace. And I was reading that and there's three blessings, right? And I thought, isn't that just like God? God the Father, the Lord bless thee and do what? Keep thee because no one's able to pluck you out of the Father's hand. He's a keeping God. Then God the Son, the Lord make his face shine upon thee. He's the express image of the Father. And do what? The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The Lord be gracious unto thee. And then the Lord, the Holy Ghost, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. You see, the Holy Ghost is the parakletos. He's the comforter. He can give us peace. God was challenging the thinking of his disciples. You know, a lot of us like to say it's binary, right? It's this way or this way. You ever said that as a parent, but you didn't say it like this, but you said it's my way or the highway. You know that that's not, Jesus doesn't diagnose situations. We live incredibly complicated lives. You know, people's lives that they deal with, and I'm a pastor, it's not, this is so simple. No, this is so complicated. What do men and women need? We need grace. We need forgiveness. We need mercy. Now I can talk about my daughter because she's back there. So she was going to get corrected. She was over my knee. And what were you going to do? I was smiling at her mom. She couldn't see it. And she had deserved this, right? And so there's a difference between grace and mercy. You know what the difference is? Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. You know that Jesus has mercy and Jesus has grace. So she was getting ready to get a uh, correction. Uh, the, the rod of correction to the seat of learning. You know, my hand. And uh, I don't like spanking. So you know what? I, I, I use psychological. I hope she never listens to this because she's going to find out my, my uh, secret, right? <laughs> don't listen. So I'm smiling at her mother, but she can't see it. I was like... You know, honey, it's coming or whatever. And then I, I'm smiling at Nadine, but she can't see it. And I said, do you want mercy? And she's like, yes, daddy, I want mercy. And I'm just smiling at my wife because I don't like correction anymore. Than, you know, they say this hurts me more than it hurts you. It's true. And so we give her mercy, which is what we wanted to do anyway. You see, when Jesus passes by, what does Jesus want to do? Jesus doesn't want to correct you. That's why he, got, he died on the cross and he bore our sins on that rugged tree. He wants to proclaim peace. He wants to proclaim forgiveness. He said, preacher, but people don't deserve that. What does that have to do with anything? Jesus came to give us what we don't deserve. That's why Christianity is so amazing. Because you don't deserve it. Because it's not something that you have worked for. But the Bible said we're saved by grace through faith. Not of what? Works. Lest we could go around and say, man, I'm a Christian because I'm so good. No, I needed that amazing grace. Because like that one man was a slave trader. Now that's not something, there's no probably worse uh, occupation than selling men and women and a lot worse things went on so preacher but I put that man in hell but you don't know my Jesus because John Newton got saved why because let me challenge your thinking and he wrote a song that you may be familiar with called amazing 
grace. How sweet the sound that saved a slave trading wretch like me. You say, well, preacher, he didn't deserve it. That's what Christianity is about. You don't deserve it. But you know what? Sin isn't for finding the cause of it. It happened in the Garden of Eden. But you know what? I need the solution. And let me challenge your thinking. I don't know how things started. I don't know if it was the Hatfields or the McCoys that fired the first shot. But it's time to stop blaming one another. And it's time to look for the solution that's in Jesus Christ. The Bible said, Jesus said, neither did his sinners his parents sin, but that the works of God might be manifest in him. We're going to show you I'm not going back. I'm going forward. And God's got something to change your life. So, you know what? We need to, we need to change our thinking. Jesus will challenge it. You know, have you ever tried some constructive thinking? It's called edifying, like an edifice. Let me, there's a game you can play if you want to. It's called the no put down game. Have you ever played this game? It's hard. I'm going to tell you this game. You don't even need any dice or pieces or a board game, okay? And you won't get bored. You'll get shocked at how bad you are at this game. The no put down game, you don't put anybody down. That's how it is. You can't say anything negative about someone. Preacher, I couldn't comment on Facebook, right? You'd be <laughs> off the comment section, right? And you start a timer at the beginning of the game. And as soon as you utter a comment that puts someone down, you start over again. You'd be surprised how hard the game is. So I could do this all day, preacher. I could do it better than you, preacher. Well, there you just got reset because you put me down. <laughs> now it's especially hard if you're married. Mm. Got to challenge that thinking, right? Say, well, preacher, what do I do to my spouse? Lift them up. Thank God for them. Change your thinking. But they're not the same as me. Thank God. They have other strengths that you don't have. And guess what? Could it be that you have a strength that they don't have? And it's not your job to make them like you. It's your job to lift them up when they're weak. Amen. That's for free. That's not even right. But Jesus will challenge our thinking. My wife is never going to be like me. Thank God. Amen. And I'm never going to make art for my daughter's class. Thank God. And all the teachers would say, thank God. It's like, I can't even read it. My wife was looking at my, my uh, chicken scratches when I had notes from Bible school. She's like, honey, what does that even say? I can't read your writing. It's code. Code for I got a C in handwriting. That's what the code is for, right? I couldn't even read it. She's like, I couldn't. Amen. Handwriting on the wall. I was just doing from Daniel, just like Daniel's. The handwriting, no one could understand. Daniel's like, what does it say? No, anyway. So he... Jesus Christ challenges us. Let, let God challenge your thinking. You know, maybe it's a different way than we think. And could it be at least possible? And his disciples, you know, it was the disciples that had a hard time with this. Well, what did Jesus say? So he called the man. You know, it's an amazing thing. He said, uh, he, he knelt down on the, on the ground and he spat on the ground. Jesus spat so I can spit, okay? Don't judge someone. Jesus spat. I don't know if it was a big loogie, but he spat on the ground, and he made clay, the Bible said, of the spittle. And then what did he do? Now, can you imagine being in there, and one of the friends of the blind man's like, what's he getting ready to do? What's he getting ready to do? Um, he's making a mud pie. Okay, okay, cool. Um, remember challenging your thinking? God do things a different way. 
And what is he doing now? He's getting ready to put something in your face. And he put that mud right on the man's eyes. And he said, preacher, what kind of God is that? Let me tell you, he'll challenge your thinking. But you see, preacher, what does that work? If it's crazy and it works, it's not crazy. If salvation is crazy, but it works, it's not crazy. If it'll change you. Now, if Jesus did that and the man was still blind, he would have been the laughing stock of Jerusalem. But do any of you remember Genesis, how man was made? The Bible says that man was made from the dust of the earth, right? Not dust, but like the clay. You can't form sand. You have to put some moisture in it, hence the spit. I don't know if when God in Genesis, it was dirt, you know, just dirt. He had to go and make a big, big Adam. I don't know how tall he was, but when Jesus fixed the man's eyes, it was a creative work. When he put that clay on there, isn't that something? It's interesting. Jesus knew what he was doing. The man, and if you look in your body, you've got a lot of the same minerals as dirt does. But the Bible says that he said, go. He said, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation called scent. And so the Bible said, uh, well, let me, let me first share with that. We see when God comes by, the manufacturer is walking by your life. And the manufacturer means mando, handmade. When God comes by your life, he's going to call you by his grace. And when God calls us, he calls us to do things that we can't figure out. You know that God calls us to believe in him by faith. The Bible said that when, when Sarah was past age, when her warranty had run out. You know what those warranties are? Those, those written assurances that the product is going to work. In a, in a certain manner, and if it doesn't work, you can take it back, right? <laughs> this doesn't work! But the Bible said she delivered of a child past age. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah's like, I'm too old, but God, you're God. You know, a lot of times that warranty, when, when, well, what warranty do we have? We have God's word. And when God calls us, he can say, oh, preacher, but I'm blind. But here comes the manufacturer. You know what? If your painting from Leonardo da Vinci was messed up and Leonardo da Vinci walked by, he's like, oh, I can fix that. If your iPhone was busted and Steve Wozniak was walking by, he's like, well, I can fix that. If your Tesla was messed up, I don't know if Elon could fix it, but he definitely could make a call on an iPhone. Probably not an Android, but anyway, so... <laughs> But God knows how to fix things. And God calls us to say, wait a second, when I pass by, I've got something to say. I've got a direction for your life. When Jesus passed by, he called. Because Jesus has a, he has a promise for your life. Not only would he challenge us and call us, but God has a pattern. He wants to change us. You know that um, he said, go to the pool of Siloam which is a big like a swimming pool, right? I don't know how this guy got past the lifeguards, you know, because if he had dirt all over his face, like, no, 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 you got to take a shower first. But he probably just like, I'm not running. They're like, no running, I'm not running. You ever see those people that they look like they just ate some spicy food and not running? They're kind of walking like this because you don't know what I'm talking about. And the lifeguard's like, hey, you got to take a shower, no running. He just dove right in the pool. And the Bible says he came seen. You know that the word of God is powerful. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, 
He's a new creature. If any woman be in Christ, they're a new creature. The old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. When Jesus passed by, it's to challenge us, to call us, but then to change everything about us. Well, how can Jesus do that? All we have to do is submit to what his word says for us to do. Like, you know, everyone on this passenger ship, when they passed by this island, they saw this bearded man on this island shouting and waving his hands. And the passenger said to the captain, why is that guy on that island so upset with that long beard? The captain said, I have no idea. But every year when we pass by here, he just goes crazy. What was he doing? I'm here. Help me. You know what? That's exactly what Jesus does when he passes by. I'm here. I can help you. I can change your life. I can do something. The Bible said that Jesus Christ made clay of the spittle, anointed the man's eyes, said this is what you do to change your condition. And the Bible said the man did it. Guess what happened? He changed. And the Bible said that not only that, as my wife comes to the piano, that other people, they thought that the man was a sinner because they thought Jesus was a sinner because he had healed him on the Sabbath day. And the man took a stand for God. Didn't even really know who Jesus was. But at the end of chapter 9, Jesus passed by again. And he said, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? That's the real question. And the man, now seeing, said, Who is he, Lord? Remember, he was blind. That I might believe on him. Who is this Jesus? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he. It is he that talketh with thee. Jesus said, I'm the one. I'm that still, small voice that's speaking right now in your life. I'm that one this challenge in your life. I'm that one that's directing you saying, hey, do this, go here, stop doing that, start doing this. And it's that little voice of grace. It's a still, it's a small voice, but it's a true voice and it's a powerful voice. And it's a changing voice if we can yield to it. And the man who was blind said, Lord, and that's a good answer to Jesus, right? Lord, Lord, I believe. That's what he said, I believe. They say seeing is believing. I know it's really hearing, but for that man, it was seeing. And it said, and he worshiped him. There's a song that said, there's a voice calling me from an old rugged tree. And it whispers, draw closer to me. Leave this world far behind. There are new heights to climb and a new place in me you will find but with heads bowed and eyes closed in reverence to the Lord